All right, we did it. We're live. Hi, everyone. This is the Double One Radio Games Cast number forty-two. Big week, big week in the games industry news. As always, I'm your host Ryan, and I'm joined by my lovely cohort of co-hosts. Wyatt. Hi. Brett. Hello. And Alex. Howdy, internet neighbors. Oh. That was a little threatening. That <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> made me a little afraid. All right. I so, have such good intentions, and they always end poorly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last week, if if you, you watch any, for some reason you didn't listen to last week's podcast, uh, go do that. Because last week we talked about our game awards of 2020. What what nonsensical awards we wanted to give to various games. And of course, we ended out on the biggest cliffhanger of all time, Game of the Year 2020. And it's time <gasps> to resolve that cliffhanger. Woo. Yay. In the <laughs> thrilling I conclusion. Guessed. I wasn't going to do it again. The <laughs> thrilling conclusion to the two-part episode. Of course, because... The votes were surprising, and not all is as it seems in Double on Radio Games Castville. We have a tie. Oh. A tie oh. for first place in the Game of, of the Year 2020 awards. If that can be considered to be a thing, I assume so. Which means... Oh god, do we have to fight it out? <laughs> Uh, no, because this is our show, we can do what we want, and I say because we two people win, one, two people won. It's sweet. <laughs> two games win uh, the award as of last last year's best game of the year. And by best game of the year, we obviously mean, like, in our personal opinions, the game that we enjoyed the most, essentially. Um, and it's also up to vote between, like, five people, so really this award's completely nonsensical. Yeah. And <laughs> Not a big means very to, uh, little, but... It's a representation of us as a group, and I'm proud to say that, as always, Wyatt, why don't you tell me what you think our, our first place is? One of the two games. Predict it. This is a tough one. I think one of them is going to be uh, Ghost of Tsushima. It's going to be one All right, of them. all right. Mm-hmm. Second pick. What's your second pick? What do you think it's going to be? I think the second pick uh, is going to be Hades. Well, what, Riot, Wyatt, let me tell Riot. you what happened. <laughs> the reason I called on you right there is because you had no confidence. No confidence in the 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim train. Yeah, which, baby. Yeah, boy. Oh. Tied for first place with Ghost of Tsushima. Oh. <laughs> Which is kind of it makes me kind of sad because I I do love Hades, <laughs> but I I think Wyatt and I might have been the only ones who loved Hades. Which isn't we enough. Might have been the only ones out of the group who who played it. Well, that's it. It's been a great podcast. Yeah, I've, I've loved being a co-host, and uh, I'm out of here. All right. I, I'm a big fan. Of, I'm I'm a huge fan of Hades art direction, but it looks other than that. So I, I mean, think. Hades will now eternally be known as Double and Radio Games Cast's second place of 2020. The, the Game of the Year snub. Game of the Year snub of 2020. <laughs> and 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim and Ghost of Tsushima. AKA, game, the Games Cast 2020 Game of the Year, in reality, is just Japan. If we're being honest, it's just Japan. <laughs> it's, it's just Japan. Yeah. 
Not not huh. as in Japanese game studios, but just games set in Japan. They they were really the victors of 2020. So <laughs> now that that's resolved, we can move on and look forward to 2021. Because you know, I think we really all want to do that at this point. <laughs> Please, 2020. Yeah, eyes on the road. Don't crash Ooh. the car. <laughs> so I'm tired. <laughs> just get through the next few months, hopefully. But we've got some big news to talk about over the last week. Uh, some breaking news. Lots of video games things happened in the last week. So we're going to kind of go through some, some of our, our favorite little bits of news. Uh, there's a lot of like Disney and Star Wars related stuff, so we're going to group that together. Um, because at the end of the day, this is a Star Wars podcast. Absolutely. This is a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> It's, it's a Star Wars and Halo podcast almost exclusively. In reality, it's yeah. just a, a sci-fi podcast. In reality, coming it's back. a cyberpunk podcast, but yeah. yeah. Coming back to our secondary roots after the, uh, <laughs> after the anime review channel. <laughs> so I think because we all kind of want to stop talking about cyberpunk at this point, so we can do our eventual Games Club episode on it and avoid all the other nonsense that's happening right now for the most part, uh, we're going to get the cyberpunk news out of the way first. So Cyberpunk released a roadmap for the future. Uh, they have pushed back the free DLC and other DLC-related updates and are now focusing on patches. They're saying there's going to be a 1.1 and 1.2 patch rolling out uh, in quarter one of 2020, uh, 2021, which is essentially early spring. So hopefully we see these soon. I think is the consensus among everybody. The game needs a little bit more... A little bit more bacon in the the bugs department and the fact that it's still not on the PlayStation Store department. Uh, that's a little, <laughs> it's a little rough, and it definitely needs to be sorted out. So that happened. We also got the Jason Schreier article. Another Ooh. just just massive just Jason Schreier article. That are, Th this that's one's kind a little interesting. At this point. <laughs> I think everyone could predict we were going to get a Jason Trier article, oh, yeah. but yeah. Uh, I think the interesting thing with this one, it's a little less uh, thorough than the Anthem article. Um, I think because this game isn't as clearly going to die immediately as Anthem was, because Anthem was yeah. like a live service game that, that was meant to go for a while, whereas Cyberpunk is good to hear. a buy and play it <laughs> game and not really a live service so I think there was less to talk about with like the marketing and economics, but in general, the Jason Trier article says a lot of stuff that a lot of people already know about Cyberpunk. Um, it's just a lot of <laughs> a lot a lot of information about employees not being super confident in it, and there being a lot of issues behind the scenes with management. Um, basically, the kind of thing you would expect to hear after all the other articles. Uh, yeah, I don't think there wasn't really any big surprises, at least to me, in that. I don't, I don't know if anyone else felt like something was out of place no. uh, in that article, but I think in general it was pretty standard for what we expected from Cyberpunk. Uh, and immediately following that, <laughs> there were some some tweets from the head of studio at CDPR that got people more riled up. Oh <laughs> uh, boy. This is the kind of thing, every time a dev does this, I want to say, like, if you look to the, the story of, re the classic redemption story in modern games is No Man's Sky, right? And No Man's Sky, I think, made one choice that actually was a really good thing, is that they just went media blackout. 
uh, they let people talk negatively about their game and they didn't respond to things because they were working on it, right? I think that would have served CD Projekt Red here well because what the head of studio said was maybe not the best responses to this. Um, he basically kind of called out Jason Trier's reporting and called oh, them to question no. the sources of his information. And I'm like, come on, why would you do this? It, it's the kind of thing where I really question like why you would make this tweet as much as I love, like I, I love the games that CDPR makes. Even cyberpunk, I think is, is really, uh, it, it's something that needs to be fixed up because I think underneath it all is a game that I really liked playing and look forward to playing eventually when it's bug free. But <laughs> I really, really wish they hadn't made this because Jason Trier then of course tweeted back. Like I sent you guys a message asking if you wanted to do an interview or to talk about any of this before my article went live and they, he didn't get a response. <laughs> oh, so not that's even, not even a no. <laughs> Just no response. This wow. this is the moment where I, I feel like, you know, whoever's in charge of PR, just that that studio as a whole needs to take a nice big slice of humble pie. And yeah, pulling pulling public stunts like this is not uh, yeah. does not show that you've done that. Well, because it, it to me reads it's like one of the worst things to do. What it seems like happened is that no one actually let Adam Badowski know that Jason Schreier had made that that ask essentially so i don't know if it was if it was his decision or not i would assume what happened is probably some pr person um decided not to and then because i don't think he would have tweeted this out had schreier he'd known about the schreier's request um but yeah like schreier's response tweet is adam i appreciate the response that says i'm sure you're aware the team declined to respond to my specific questions or provide an interview so <laughs> i it's the kind of situation where like you can't really make an angry response about this after the fact when you were given the opportunity to not to, yeah. to curb it beforehand, especially in like in some cases, I think you you would make that decision to not talk to a journalist uh, if it's like a no name journalist or someone you don't who's not super important. But Jason Trier is like the games news guy. Like he's the industry news guy. I think anyone who follows games news has probably heard of him. Uh, many of them probably get their information from him. So. When you Has see anyone... Jason Schreier email you <laughs> and be like, yeah. can I do this? Seems like something you would want to respond to. Does, does Jason Schreier have a biography? And if not, could we do a piece on him? <laughs> I, I think he <laughs> might, actually. Huh. I think he does. Or maybe not a biography, I think... but he, I think he's written a book. I'm um, interested to see that. That said, Adam did have good points. So he, do, he does say that like part of Schreier's article is talking about how the demo is not representative of the full game. I think in this case, that's a little. That's a weird thing to go after because that demo was from 2018, and it's been two years, regardless. So that demo, of course, is going to have changed a lot. Uh, that's it's called it's a vertical slicing. It's something that happens in game development. Uh, and that demo isn't entirely like inaccurate of the final product. Like visuals, yeah. it's like like there are obvious things that are different. But I think from like a gameplay and like a systems point of view, there's people I don't calling think that out. The character creation menu, right? And yeah. like, of course, it's different because it's been two years. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I was but I mean, to be. Go ahead. No, I don't want to get into. I don't, I don't want to get into that. I was my my expectations versus that. This is not the podcast episode for this. Yeah, <laughs> but, that, but that's but I coming. Mean, like, 
when you but when you look at that that first mission where you're you're going after that missing person that, and then you, they get picked up by a trauma team like that mission is almost one for one exactly the same i mean that demo was a like, lot more recent that one was in 2019 i think oh is this not the same i'm sorry yeah sorry. i'm talking about okay. the the vertical slice they showed off at e3 two years ago uh, okay. which looked pretty different. The one they showed off with the trauma team stuff is almost exactly the same aside from like visuals. And then in yeah. the main game, it looks better. Like it, it it's one <laughs> yeah. of the few yeah. cases of it actually looking yeah. better in the release game. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a, a weird thing to have gone after, especially when there are so many blatant issues. But like when the head of studio is like, you've talked with 20 people, some being ex, ex employees, some of whom only one of whom isn't anonymous. He would say that I wouldn't call that most of over 500 people, but that's still a significant amount of people. Like if 20 people at your studio are willing to talk to a journalist about how rough things were, that's pretty severe. Like because the majority of people aren't probably going to care. It's a job, right? They maybe they're just burnt out and don't want to deal with having to make an interview or something like I, I think there's plenty of valid reasons why even if people had problems, they wouldn't talk to Jason Schreier. And even if people, uh, like, if they feared for their jobs, that's a, a very common thing is, like, if you are essentially a whistleblower, you might be afraid for your job, which is probably why most of these people aren't anonymous, or are anonymous. <laughs> um, Especially because you can get blacklisted yeah. in the industry easily, too, yeah. which is... Yeah, the games industry is pretty cutthroat. So I would say that this is probably, like, it was just weird things to go after in this tweet. Uh, and it's also the kind of thing of like, Twitter's maybe not always the best part about <laughs> best place to release this kind of information or talk about it. No. Yeah. Um, no, not really. <laughs> especially in responses. Especially because like the response is an image <laughs> of a text file, I think. So it's, it's always just a little funny to see that kind of thing. Uh, and I don't think this is coming from like a place of, uh, Badowski being actually negative or something. I, I think this is just probably his immediate gut reaction and probably just heated moment uploaded that. It's Which not is what you get on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, that's all Twitter consists of in, in my yeah. limited experience. But but so that being said, <laughs> still wasn't a good I like what did you expect to happen? Do you yeah. expect people it, it was just a little unnecessary. Because you're yeah. still representing your your company at that point. Exactly. And so whatever you put out there is going to reflect on not just you, but everyone that is working under you. And exactly. You just got to be really careful about what you put out there when you're in that kind of position. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. So moving on from Cyberpunk and hopefully not talking about it again for the rest of the episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed that nothing promises. happens by the end. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Schreier's article part two. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask you guys a question. We're get, we're going back two weeks ago to the predictions fest, the statistics fest. What percentage of all consoles sold in Japan? Do you think the Nintendo switch was in 2020? Like, Oh, 80. We got a guess for 80. Okay. In 20. I'm going to go like, like 70, 70. All right. Like, yeah. I percentage 75 87 87 percent of all consoles sold in japan in 2020 were nintendo switches i have a feeling a lot of that's got to be contributed to the switch Lite, uh because japan is like hugely into portable consoles yeah um so yeah i think that's probably why but it's it's interesting to see like what different areas of the world 
are more interested in. Uh, well, Switch kind of killed it in 2020 sales. Switch killed it everywhere. Uh, yeah. But that that's a really significant number. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's a, a crazy high percentage because that's compared to every other console as well. Um, is, so yeah. is there another version of the Switch coming out or is that an Onion article that I read? So that is... <laughs> there's been rumors for such a long time. Yeah, uh, there's been like analyst predictions for the past like three years <laughs> that a Switch Pro would come at some point. Um, I would probably bet that it will happen. Although at this point we're almost hitting like the duration of a new console, so it's possible it could just be like a, a Switch, a Switch Pro. It might be like the new Nintendo Switch if they follow oh, their 3DS naming no, convention. No, worst naming <laughs> convention. Absolute. It's it's oh, the Switch Switch XL. <laughs> yeah, it's the Nintendo right back at you. <laughs> I think the the best evidence we have that a Switch Pro is probably on the way is that we're getting more games like Hyrule Warriors and uh, Monster Hunter Rise that are pushing the Switch really, really hard. Yeah. That are, like, Monster Hunter Rise, I don't know how that game runs on the Switch. I'm legitimately flabbergasted that it can man maintains 30 FPS. But man, I miss 60. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, like... I think a Switch Pro is probably on the way to smoothen out those frame rates a little bit, especially uh, Hyrule Warriors, which I haven't personally played, but I've heard runs like acceptably, but not nearly as good as it should. Sometimes it chugs pretty bad. I've I've seen. Yeah, I th I think that's certainly something that's been happening a lot with the Switches. We're getting more games that are pushing that. Although one game launching on the Switch with some pretty big graphical fidelity that a lot of people may not have known about. Uh, Hitman 3, simultaneous release on the Nintendo Switch. What? But, huh. here's the caveat, it's a cloud version. Ah. Uh, so, so, it runs through Wi-Fi, essentially. Ah. Uh, okay. Which, there have been games on the Switch that have done pretty well doing that. Um, I forget what game it was, but there was a game that was like a, an MMO or something that launched on the Switch in Asia that was cloud-based. Uh, and I think Control is on Switch cloud-based, and they work pretty well. So I I would be surprised if it didn't work well. Um, There's a Doom Eternal port on Switch. Uh, that's an actual well. port, though. That's not a yeah. cloud-based port. Oh, no. I'm just saying, <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like, um, wow. <laughs> I forgot that Doom Eternal came out on the Switch. Yeah, that that's a pretty major thing, too. Uh, Rip and tear that processing power. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, Good job, panic button. So I just like, I like the headline of this article, and I think Brett's going to like it too. It's a Elden Ring trailer artist post-concept art. Says there's no hidden meaning. Elden Ring community goes wild anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Of course. <laughs> you give us so little. What are we, what are we that, supposed to do? That subreddit has gone from, like, just, like, doomer posts of like just the, the the really like overdrawn super sketchy yeah. bojacks with like their faces in shadow and just like just s streams of like random like numbers and letters pound on the keyboard to just like full like like light novels of lore that is not real and does not go to anything <laughs> that people are just making up because there's nothing it's hilarious. I I love it so much. I I think Elden Ring is definitely going to be fun when it comes out, and I'm very happy to just let them take their time with it. Yeah. Uh, same. I I remember talking with someone a little especially while ago. Especially given recent events. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially <laughs> given recent events. Please. 
God, um, take your time. But yeah, FromSoft is, is I would presume, probably contracting on a few projects as well. So I don't think that it's like they're doing nothing, but Elden Ring is in the cooker. It's probably coming out, I would guess, in the next year to two years. Um, I, I'm hoping what they do is they do a Fallout 4 thing of they re- reveal it and it's out like three months later. That'd be nice. That would be incredible. Uh, but yeah, I think Elden Ring is definitely going to be a lot of fun, but we know nothing about it. Literally nothing. Like Literally nothing. <laughs> we don't even know if it's... People keep saying it's going to be a Souls. Like, what if it's an action game? <laughs> it's, yeah. Re- what if it's... <laughs> What if it's Jokes a turn-based on you. RPG? It could literally be anything. It could Jokes literally you, be anything. It's an FPS. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would definitely play a from it's a cover FPS. shooter. No, 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 no. It's a match three puzzle game. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <no>. Exclusively <laughs> on mobile. I mean, especially because we still have a bunch of rumors that FromSoft is also working on the next Armored Core. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm really hoping that FromSoft comes out with like a one-two punch of, hey, Elden Ring's coming out 2021, Armored Core 2022, and That'd be just knock it out those two years. That would be crazy. Uh, all right. So <laughs> that's, our, that's our major uh, random bits of news, but we have a few other things. So I want to talk a little bit about Platinum Games. All right. I do mean just Good a little things. bit because they haven't told us anything. Oh. Platinum Games has done their classic announcement of an announcement. Oh no! They have said <laughs> Platinum Games has said they will give us probably updates on Bayonetta three. Not even definitely. They 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 hope to give us updates on Bayonetta three and oh more that, in twenty twenty one. That game is like like five years in the making. Like even more at this point. Bayonetta three, not been? really. Bayonetta 3 we haven't known about very long. It's Babylon's Fall. That's the one that's crazy. Because we heard about Babylon's Fall at E3 like 2016. Oh, wow. And then nothing has happened since. Like, we we saw one bit of gameplay a little while ago, but still have no clue, like, what else is going on in the game. Yeah, but Platinum's working on, like, three or four things right now. They're working on Bayonetta. They're working on uh, Babylon's Fall. And they also contracted out for that Grand Blue Fantasy game that's not out yet. Uh, so they did a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Platinum's Platinum's doing stuff, and we know nothing about any of it, pretty much. Platinum's doing stuff. <laughs> doing things. I mean, it's they're, funny, because Platinum had a, had a series of years where, like, every year they released something. So it's interesting really? that we've hit the point where, like, it's been three or four years without seeing a new Platinum game. Unless you count, like, the ports of Bayonetta to Switch. Um, he, they really haven't released anything new. Yeah, they're they're working on stuff. <laughs> They've confirmed That's they're working good. on things. But yeah, it's basically, the, the funniest thing in this to me is because it's a transcript of a uh, <laughs> a conversation. So someone asked, "I believe that you're very busy with new projects," and Kamiya responded, "Well, I suppose." <laughs> okay, that's a very Kamiya <laughs> answer. <laughs> Yeah, Kami is also known to be a bit of a troll, so it's entirely uh-huh. possible that he's just going to surprise us and release something immediately. But uh, yeah, there's also another another thing they were told tease called Project GG. We don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> oh no, it's a multiplayer. <laughs> yeah, the, the most recent things that came out from them were Astral Chain and the port of Wonderful 101. So, huh? Yeah, curious to see what is happening with them because we haven't really heard much. At all. Uh, but guess what? 
this is this is a Star Wars podcast, but it's also a Halo podcast. <laughs> Surprise! And we have Not some some sad Halo news. Pain. Oh, Halo, the the classic Halo file hosting service is shutting down. So you have until February 9th to save your stats and files from the Halo archive. And then it's going and that's, away. That's coming with uh, also very soon the the servers for the, the 360 games are, are shutting down, right? I believe so, yeah. So, so yeah. End of an era oh. for Halo original Halo Reach players and Anyone who still relied on the the stats from Bungie's uh, server, which, to be on it, to be fair, it's not like this is out of nowhere. That service has not been able to be yeah. updated since two thousand nine, I believe. So they've given plenty of advance warning, <laughs> uh, and anything that's there is going to be from before then. It's not like kept up to date with stats. It froze then just to leave what was there up, uh, but it's finally shutting down. So. Say goodbye to the old classic Halo stats. They're going away. Now we'll just have the Master Chief Collection stats. And guess what else? Pain. Guess what else we're probably going to get a lot of in 2021? Delays. Oh. Ah. Delays, delays, delays. <laughs> in the first of what will still a thing. likely be many delays, Hogwarts Legacy oh. is pushed back to 2022. My pick, yeah. it's gone. I know, and it was my counter pick. <laughs> it, it was his counter pick, so that means you can't get rid of it. Tess, if you're listening, I hope you're happy. <laughs> and if, oh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about our Fantasy Critics League, which you can go watch the episode dedicated to that on the YouTube or any of the platforms. Uh, but yeah, so Alex, you are locked in as having a zero pointer for Hogwarts Legacy because of that counter pick. Uh, so yeah, Hogwarts Legacy, we're not seeing it for a while. We also got another delay. This one, I think, is a little less dramatic because we heard very little about this game. Uh, Ubisoft's Riders Republic is being Where? delayed. We don't have a date for that. We didn't... I think we had a date for it before. Um, <laughs> we had a rough estimate. <laughs> which was weird considering we didn't see any gameplay. <laughs> and the estimate yeah. was like four months after the... It was a previously a February 25th release. And the show they showed it off at was, I think, September or October. Uh, so they, they kind of showed it off, and like we didn't get any gameplay. Apparently, there's a gameplay trailer now that dropped at some point. I, I missed completely, uh, but it does exist. So is you how much we all care about Riders Republic. <laughs> hey, I mean, I actually I do Aww. care about Riders Republic because I really enjoyed Steep, and I think Ubisoft has made some really awesome sports games in the past, especially like winter sports and whatnot. Uh, because those are kind of like a dying breed. It's nice to see that someone is, is keeping it up. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic, <laughs> Olympic Games. Yep. And I think yeah. uh, Riders Republic is a weird game because these like weird extreme sports games often have a very dedicated fan base that doesn't get any games. So we're, no matter what, it's probably going to sell good enough. Is, is my assumption, but also not very much because it, these games tend to not have a wider audience than that. So, I don't know. It's I'm, one I'm, sport. It's, it's all of the sports. It's, <laughs> it's all of the extreme summer sports you could imagine, like biking and wingsuiting. Wait, what? <laughs> <It's> snowboarding. <laughs> Actually, I don't think this one has snowboarding. No, it does. I'm looking at... Uh, 
at a video. Oh, yep, I see ski poles. All right, well. Thing. Oh, great. I remember and them saying it was summer sports, packs. but guess what? It's not. And, there, and I saw a jetpack, too. All right. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, Riders Republic. <laughs> Check it out when it comes out later sometime. <laughs> <laughs> At a point uh, in the future. <laughs> at a point in the future. I think they said it's probably still going to come out this year. Uh, Neo 2 Complete is coming to PC very soon. So if you want to play Neo 2 on PC, Neo 2 is really good. Uh, if you're into Tsushima's Legends mode, it's basically just an entire game of that. So I've been looking at it. It's really, really fun. I really enjoy that game. Uh, all right. That, that's our Neo 2 news. But guess what that means? Guess what? What's big news items we haven't talked about yet? They all have to do with one company. That's it's right. Time. It's Lucasfilm yes. Games. Oh my uh, god! Uh, <laughs> so uh, Lucasfilm has officially announced that the exclusivity agreement between EA and uh, Star Wars properties for games is gone. Essentially, it's not going to be renewed. Yeah, uh, the Ewok celebration. Cue the uh, the the little celebration at the end of episode one. It's the Star Wars uh, Christmas special. Uh, <laughs> no. It's a Christmas miracle, is what it is. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it is no longer exclusive to EA to make Star Wars games, which I think we're all definitely happy about. Yeah. Uh, this doesn't mean EA will not make future Star Wars games. It means that other companies, such as Ubisoft. It just means that they can be done better. <laughs> also, I keep saying Ubisoft. It's Ubisoft. They've they've said it's Ubisoft. I don't know why I keep saying Ubisoft, but uh... why do they pronounce it incorrectly? <laughs> Great. <laughs> so Ubisoft is also making a open world Star Wars game. That's about all we know about it. That's the least surprising thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it's not particularly surprising. But hey, I think the thing with me is that an open world. Ubisoft game is often boring when the setting is boring. If they can make the Star Wars setting engaging enough, then I'm okay with an open world Ubisoft game, right? I've talked about and and I've talked about in the past. It's like I and and you know, I'm kind of a sucker for their open world structure, and not everyone is for 110% valid reasons. Uh, but I just kind of like that you know that that formula that they have and so if they can make that formula and have a good star wars skin on it i mean yeah i'm sold 60 dollars or 70 dollars however much you know have it <laughs> um I, i'd be hesitant for the yeah. 70 but 60 probably uh all right so there's some interesting other things with this acquisition not acquisition this open um license now we have the potential to be getting games from a lot of different publishers including ones that may have worked on star wars properties in the past obsidian can we get kotor 3 now <laughs> please that would be <laughs> can we can oh my, really oh, great. wait a second can we get star wars 1313 
Don't say it. Don't say that. Don't dead. say those words. <laughs> don't not do not say those words. I'm gonna leave right now. Why? Do you not like it? Dead. Brett and no, I, was, I, I, Brett and I are both so gonna bad. cry. See, Brett and I are, are both gonna cry now. <laughs> you are gonna turn, Alex. You are going to turn around in your seat, and you are gonna see me in your doorframe, and I'm going to sprint at you and pull your head off for saying <laughs> for speaking the title of that that forsaken game. It, that never it's an was. unspoken rule in this podcast that we do not say those those uh numbers and those words in that i don't even think it's unspoken i think i specifically said not to say it because it makes me upset wait hang hang on i'm I'm getting some reverb like oh god brett's in the door (laughs) (laughs) maybe we can get something in a vein similar to that which would be pretty cool so Uh, to clarify we mentioned <laughs> yes. We mentioned <laughs> Lucasfilm Games. So what Lucasfilm Games is, it's not a stu- specific studio. Uh Lucasfilm Games is kind of like a banner for multiple studios, the same way that like Xbox Game Studios and PlayStation Studios are. Uh essentially it isn't one studio. It will be a banner attached to any game made in partnership with Lucasfilm. So if Ubisoft I did Ubisoft makes a Star Wars game, <laughs> which they are. Uh it will have the Lucasfilm Games banner in it, so that's that's their uh, solution to the licensing stuff. Is everything will now just be um, Lucasfilm Games? And heyo, Lucasfilm Games. This isn't the first time we've seen Lucasfilm Games. It used to exist. It is uh, what the, the old eighties and nineties. Yep, it is yes. Monkey Island. Uh, Maniac Mansion, all basically all of the LucasArts games before 1990. So in 1990, it was returning. rebranded to LucasArts. But in the 80s, which was when all these adventure games were really popular, point-and-click adventures like Secret of Monkey Island, uh, it was Lucasfilm Games. So it's the return of an old uh, license, essentially. This is warms my heart. <laughs> it's we know a few games coming in so lego star wars skywalker saga is happening and that's kind of the first game that'll be launching with this i think this official like lucasfilm games banner uh star wars jedi fallen order is intended as sort of a franchise so we're likely going to be seeing whatever sequel or sequels that game gets to be under this banner uh Battlefront 3 has been rumored to be in production now. We're not, I, we haven't gotten confirmation on that, but it is a rumor that's happening. Um, so yeah, that, that's the big Lucasfilm Games announcement. That's wonderful. And you also, yeah. as of the, uh, the release of this podcast, have two days to claim a free copy of Star Wars Battlefront 2 in the Epic Game Store to celebrate the launch of Lucasfilm Games. And uh, no, also, thanks. and also to be clear, this doesn't just mean Star Wars games. This means any, any uh, yeah. license in that. So we there was Indiana also an announcement. Jones, there was perhaps? an Indiana. There was a, yeah, exactly. There was an Indiana Jones games. Uh, Indiana Jones game that was uh, that was announced by Bethesda, being worked on by Machine Games, which is which is pretty yeah. exciting. We got to clarify with the uh, the Indiana Jones games because a lot of people have been saying it's a Bethesda game. It is a machine games game in partnership with Todd Howard, specifically. Right. So it's not Bethesda; right. it's Todd Howard, which is an interesting right. split for me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wonder how this came to be. Where they were like, "We want Todd Howard uh, to only be on, only Todd Howard, not Bethesda, <laughs> just Todd Howard." Well, yeah. But what kind of game would it be with him as the create, not creative lead, creative lead, some sort of. Oh, what was his position? 
That's a great question. Um, <laughs> we don't, I don't think we actually know what his official position is yet. Uh, we just know that he's attached to the title, and that's enough. We know he's him. attached in a prominent way. Right. But Even yeah, we, with, we, like, what kind of... But, but given what Machine Games has worked on in the past, I'm interested to see what this will be, because it obviously yeah. can't be what they're used to. You can't make this horrifically gory, Tarantino-esque first-person shooter out so, of an Indiana Jones game. What it sounds like is that Todd Howard was probably the one pushing for this game to get made in general. Because the way uh, Pete Hines put it is that Todd was a, a lifelong indie fan and has been trying for over a decade to make this game. So oh. I think this is probably Todd Howard is the one who got this greenlit, would be my assumption. Um, does he have his creative spark back? So does that mean... Well, does this mean we're we're getting loot boxes that are in the shape of the Ark of the Covenant? I mean, the reality is Todd Howard was probably <laughs> not responsible for a lot of the financial decisions. No, I just I just thought of that that image in my head, and I thought it, it would be so hilarious funny. if it was. <laughs> I mean, with with him as the creative director, I I don't think he I don't think he pulls the trigger on financial decisions, does he? In Bethesda, not usually. Or... Usually, that's like a board of directors that'll do that. Oh. I I think like he. From from interviews that I've seen of him, because I used to be a very big Todd fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like he really had his creative spark or debut with uh, with Morrowind, and it carried through in Oblivion somewhat. But uh, you know, it kept on being diluted and diluted in um, Skyrim, and a lot of people had thought he'd lost the spark. But I think since you were talking about him wanting to get this greenlit for a bit, I am uncautiously optimistic. Unfortunately, yeah, and I mean. <laughs> I think the thing with Todd Howard is that like a lot of what people complain about in Fallout 4 is that it's pretty goofy and is missing a bit of that like depth that like New Vegas had. But to be honest, for Indiana Jones, that works. Like Indiana Jones doesn't need to have a ton of depth. It's, it's yeah. very goofy by design. I'll, I mean, I'll accept goof. Goof is allowed and encouraged even. Yeah. For, so, for Indiana Jones specifically, especially what it's like original inspirations were which was like you know 1940s and 50s uh adventure series of course yeah like the camp and the goof is is their uh, purpose it's part of its charm so, yeah definitely uh the the thing that confuses me most about this is that machine games is the developer for this and if if you don't know machine games last game uh wolfenstein youngblood i believe mm. uh, they also mm, made the other no. good wolfensteins so, now, to be, I don't know if this is being fair to them or not, because I don't really know how the dynamics were behind the scenes. They were not the only uh, company, uh, studio working on... Yeah, I mean, well. judging by how good the other Wolfenstein games have been and how bad Youngblood was, I would say that it's ah. probably not their fault. Youngblood uh, is, is a, was a shocking drop, like yeah. sudden drop in quality out yeah. of seemingly nowhere everyone was really surprised <laughs> so hopefully Shots. they have their normal wolfenstein spark back for this because uh, wolfenstein the new order is fantastic as well as the uh, both. second wolfenstein they and made. who would want to work on an indiana jones game you know i can like, imagine I, there would be a lot of wolfenstein like, uh not nods in the indiana jones game them both having to funny. deal with uh yeah and they've also confirmed that todd howard's work on indiana jones is not affecting ES6 or Starfield. Of course, we don't know if that's actually well, true. There but... was no development on those anyway. So I was about to say, yeah, there's nothing to affect. <laughs> <laughs> Which, hey, maybe we'll see some Starfield stuff soonish. The only work that's been know. done on, on Elder Scrolls is there's this dusty piece of paper in the middle of a giant room and it just says, This game will be made. 
and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's this all game that's will on. happen. It says uh, meeting to be TBD. It's, it's just Elder Elder Scrolls, A. Eh? It's just a piece of paper. It's a break glass in case of emergency, Elder Scrolls. It's in that <laughs> giant storage room, like where they put the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, area like, 51. Storeroom. Yeah, that's what it was. Thank you. Yeah. All right. There is one interesting piece of DLC coming out for Elite Dangerous that I want to highlight here because it got delayed. Um, but it is. Uh, Elite Dangerous's Odyssey expansion. So, for those who aren't in the know, which is probably most people, Elite Dangerous is a space flight game, um, space trading game. It's like it, it basically the old Elite games, but now new in multiplayer. It's getting a first-person shooter expansion that allows you to oh. land on planets, take over outposts, and have actual like first-person uh, combat and like on-foot exploration. So. Oh, this update has been in the making for a very long time. I think this was they wanted to do this since the first like Elite Dangerous expansion, but because of how technically difficult it was to basically incorporate everything to be explorable on foot, it was such a mammoth undertaking that they were like, "Yeah, this can't really happen in the time frame that we had." So it's happening now. It's been pushed back because of COVID complications. Um, but it's still slated to be coming out in 2021. And from the gameplay that they've released, it looks really, really cool. And I think Star Citizen is getting less and less <laughs> uh, unique in all the things it's doing because lately we have a, both Elite Dangerous and the X4 games kind of catching so up. What happens when you you're, sit on game development for two years? You're, you're giving me People all this. catch up to you. You're giving me all this really exciting news. Well, the the really awesome <laughs> thing God. with Odyssey is like I I'm not a huge Elite Dangerous player. I love space and sci-fi and space sims, this but do it I'm typically me. more into the like freeform games like X4. But Elite Dangerous, uh, their trailer for Odyssey, they talk about how like they're basically doing the Borderlands thing of designing different manufacturers for weapons. So there's three different manufacturers that all specialize in like kinetic or plasma based weaponry and then they have like these different design tenets it's the kind of thing that shows that they really put a lot of thought into it so i'm very excited for that to eventually come out and hopefully drag I've me always, back into elite <laughs> I, i've always liked that they they have that in a uh, destiny as well where you have different yeah yeah manufacturers, manufacturers yeah. That, that typically have their own design their own mechanics related to them that sort of thing yeah so i think that's a, a really neat thing that's happening I want to give some spotlight to that because I think a lot of people don't know that Elite Dangerous is still going. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's happening. Um, and aside from the future of Star Wars games, we we don't have a ton of new news for other things. Aside from the most terrible news I think I've ever received, has everyone here heard of Super Nintendo World? No. Yes. So Super I Nintendo have. World is the Nintendo-themed theme park in Japan, which was slated to open and is now indefinitely delayed from opening because of COVID. Oh, uh, I think for obvious uh, reasons, it's a theme park yeah. that's opening. So, of course, probably one of the most open. unfortunately timed announcements. Uh, and yeah, hey, they, ever. they were they were too lucky with Animal Crossing. Something had to happen. <laughs> true, true. Their, their luck had to run out in one specific area. And yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a little sad that we won't see all the the Super Nintendo World things happening until later. <laughs> we don't really know when. 
But uh, I did hear that there's a there's an Ubisoft um, theme park. I, I heard rumors about that a while ago. I don't know Why? You can walk through walls. That's all they. That's all you can do there. <laughs> you can dive forty feet into hay I can, bales. I, I know. I can see why. Though. I mean, a lot of their games are based on like large, you know, open world spectacle, and they do have a lot of like memorable characters under their. Belt. I think. I think the weirdest thing with like a Ubisoft open world is I almost just imagine Epcot, right? Like just a a lot of different oh, yeah. historical things. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. It's it, a, no. It's, I think you, just, you could do something Epcot, interesting with that, to be honest. With you. Epcot is specifically just the Assassin's Creed area. Yeah, <laughs> I could see that. Um, but man, I would feel really, really weird going into like a Tom Clancy theme park. <laughs> oh, oh, wait a <laughs> second! Just get to no, go into one of the giant, like, maps. You no, know, it's just like a giant like airsoft like play field or something. Dude, I would love it God. if we got sense. a theme park that was like remaking first person shooter maps but with paintball. <laughs> like oh that would be super yeah. cool. <laughs> Give me Blood Gulch right now. <laughs> it's like imagine someone buys a valley and is like this is Blood Gulch now. And then you get like awesome. you get like paintball armor that kind of looks like, you know, Mjolnir oh, Mark yeah. 4 or something like that. Dude, I'd scream. That'd be awesome. So yeah, some wild stuff that could happen. <laughs> oh, we did get the release date for a game. Uh, new Pokemon Snap. <laughs> Continuing yes. Nintendo's what? enthusiasm around naming games as new versions of the old game. Uh, <sighs> new Pokemon Snap now launches on April 30th. For those Yay. who don't know, it's a game about taking pictures of Pokemon. I swear it's more fun than it sounds. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you say it like that and I'm like, what? What even? Come I mean, on. Pokemon Snap was a, a cult classic. I, I don't even think cult classic actually does it justice because it was it did really well. Um, that geo photographer from Monstrosities. It's just a, it's an old school game about taking photos of Pokemon. All I, as a reaction is just Pokemon fans, man. I I will never understand you. <laughs> well, because it, it's about like setting up reactions, right? And that you can throw. Like an object you have to get a Pokemon to do something, which then triggers something else, and you can get like a, po a photo of a rare Pokemon. It's like it's like classic weird point and click adventure type stuff, uh, okay. which I think is where the excitement comes from. I, I it's been a long time since I played the original Pokemon Snap, so I don't quite remember if it's something that I think will scale well to modern day. But judging by the reaction from some Pokemon fans I know. Uh, I assume they're excited for it. So, right. Pokemon Snap. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Listen, uh, when one of the most influential games of the last little bit is literally about walking around and delivering packages, I taking yeah. pictures. That that's listen. That's not too far fetched from something that could be fun. All right, Pokemon right. so, directs the next Pokemon spinoff game. <laughs> we finally <laughs> have. We finally have something super giant didn't do well. Wyatt, are you ready for me to destroy all of your illusions I'm leave of Super now, so Giants? I'm, I'm, I'm gonna live incredible in incredible studio production. Uh, oh dear! Blissful ignorance. They uh, the the Spanish translation of Hades. Super Giant called on some fan translators to help bolster the efforts of the professional translators. <laughs> for the Spanish translation, the results were disastrous. <laughs> oh, oh no! That kind of sucks. They were not good. So, oh. apparently the Spanish translation of Hades is just nonsensical. It's oh, completely no. ridiculous. Um, it just doesn't make sense. It's like the kind of thing where 
it sounds like they almost translated it literally for every word and didn't actually look at, at what was actually going on. So, yeah, it, it's just very Hello. strange. Uh, Hello, doggy. Bite my bone. So, for an example, here's a translated back to English version of a line. Has anyone really oh. been far even as decided to use even go <gasps> want to do more look like? <gasps> no! Have you ever had a dream oh, where no! you could, and then you could, and then... <laughs> Does Bruno Mars is gay? <laughs> that's that's oh like a legitimate God. shame because it's not like you could just like ignore like the Spanish speaking like community of games like that's like that's still a, sub a substantial amount of people. And here, here's a line a little more related to Hades, of course. There's a from the view of them, they should have they should haven't been stowawaying in Charon's ship's exterior hull, themselves putting under the flo floating line, ensuring the pass from the surface below in the depths of the Stygia River. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't. My pay God. These people very much, did they? Because it doesn't sound <laughs> I don't like know. they um, did a very good job. <laughs> so it sounds like what actually happened is probably there were almost no pro professional translators involved. I mean, Hades does have a lot of dialogue to translate and whatnot, <laughs> but it's very, it's very interesting to see that this is the Spanish translation. I think it's it's like this is the kind of thing I can't really give them black for because how are they yeah. gonna know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. If it still <laughs> sucks, though. But yeah, I, I mean, at least there's an option for the Spanish. <laughs> I don't even know if I, I feel justified saying that. Uh, it might be mode. better to not have it. <laughs> but yeah, so that that is the the old, <laughs> the one and only super giant negative story I've ever seen, and it really isn't even about them. It's about their Spanish fan translators. <laughs> What a, what a weird thing to happen. Yeah. I, I will say there's definitely worse things as a studio that you could do. Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely <laughs> oh way worse. God. I was bracing for something a little more, like, I was like, oh, no. I, I wouldn't have like, built it up that much if it was anything that that's, bad. That's fair. Yeah, that's true. Like a, whoops, they got me too. Yeah. God, no. Uh, oh, we did get more information on the, uh, the 3DS, not 3DS, the Nintendo Switch version of Super Mario 3D World. Uh, apparently, there's some really cool stuff with the Bowser's Fury mode that makes it sound a little more substantial than people thought. Uh, it seems like there is like an overworld of islands that you progress through to unlock by fighting different variants of like a Mega Bowser. So it's, it's multiple new er major areas from the sound of it. So I, I think this is surprising to people that were picking this up because as of the Super Mario 3D All-Stars, there's like nothing, they didn't change anything about those games. But it seems like they're adding significant amounts of content to Super Mario 3D World, which already had a lot of content. So it's fun to see that they're doing that and putting some effort into a port. Because Nintendo often doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So hopefully they keep that up for the next couple of ports. Guess what that means? It means we're done. We we did the news. Oh, oh. my god. Unless we, unless we want to talk about Dragon Ball Fighters getting a character called Super Baby 2. Uh, <laughs> who is from GT? Well, now we I have. Think, I think that's enough. I think I, I think that's all that needs to be said right there. <laughs> Discussion closed. I love Dragon Ball Fighters, but <laughs> it's a, a, a very ridiculous character name. Uh, but yeah, we, more that's, ridiculous that's than that's Super Baby fun. One. Come on, <laughs> Super Baby One, of course, is better. It's just like Android Seventeen is <laughs> better than Android Eighteen. I don't know what anyone else is talking about. I don't. I don't even know which one is which. I'm completely, I'm completely <laughs> lost right now. They they both have 
just don't Google image search them. All right, That's and my moving advice. on. <laughs> uh, oh, we did have one other major news kerfuffle with IO and uh, Hitman 3. So Hitman 3 is a little confusing because it's Epic exclusive on PC. But if you own huh. Hitman 1 and 2, you get to use, to use all the maps and whatnot in Hitman 3. But Hitman 2 is not available on Epic. So what do you do on PC if you already bought Hitman 1 and 2 and want to buy Hitman 3 and play the Hitman 1 and 2 content in Hitman 3's engine? Well, it, IO Interactive basically confirmed that you weren't going to be able to do that and then you'd have to rebuy it if it was on that at some point. That's not uh, very consumer-friendly. Whereas Tim Sweeney then immediately tweeted out, the the team the epic team is looking into this with io and that it was never their intent to create a situation where someone owns the game on steam would have to buy it again on the epic game store so there will probably be a solution to this uh, the io interactive team did send out a update that is saying there will be a way to do this in the weeks following launch but it won't be immediate because hitman 3 comes out i think the day after this podcast comes out so the 20th i think yeah, it's very, very soon after, and there is not definitely not time to fix that before then, but they are looking into it. Uh, and if you buy Hitman 3 on the Epic Game Store quickly within launch, you get the Hitman 1 content for free. So you don't need to own Hitman 1 to get that Hitman 1 content in Hitman 3. I do find it kind of interesting how apparently this just wasn't discussed between IO and yeah. Epic beforehand. Yeah, weird. <laughs> I have a feeling it's something they didn't something... think about. <laughs> How do you not think about that though? But then How there's also the weirdness of so you can transfer your unlocks from Hitman One and Two to Hitman Three, so you don't need to redo certain challenges and in, in like Hitman One and Two maps to unlock things, and that works from Steam to Epic. Like you don't need to do anything weird for that. You just use your IO interactive thing. So then you have the weird question of like, well, if that works, why does why can't you just use your IO Interactive account to confirm that you own Hitman 2 and unlock the Hitman 2 content? Oh, my brain hurts. <laughs> and see, I'm where, where it gets right even now. more confusing is that Hitman 3 includes all the files in the download for the 1 and 2 games. It, the, the 80 gigabyte download includes, includes all three games, essentially. But you need to have access to the other two to access those games in the file. So... Or you could be good at coding. Probably the not. I don't. I think because <laughs> uh, because of the way that Hitman handles like content validation, I don't think that'll work. But uh, um, but hey, if you if you like Hitman one and two, like I do, I th I think it's gonna be a fun game to jump into with all the new improvements in the old maps. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, now we can finally move on to games we're looking forward to. In, in 2021 and talk about some things, our hopes and dreams, essentially. Uh, and I want to start this off with, with a hope and dream that's finally being realized. So you, everyone often hears about these huge mods for Bethesda games. These massive mods that tend to just be like years down the line. They never release. One is games finally releasing. <gasps> One has finally released 
Fallout New Vegas has a mod called Fallout Frontier, which is rivaling the size of New Vegas. And I think actually the main story is longer than New Vegas by a significant amount. Um, it has released. You can download and play Fallout Frontier. It includes tons of new stuff. It's got three major quest lines, more than 50 side quests, uh, a completely different like version of the NCR and the, the uh, Legion. It's got boss battles, of course, and it adds vehicles to the game. Oh. Something that people never thought was possible in New Vegas' engine. So yeah, there's tons of really, really cool stuff uh, with this Frontier, Fallout the Frontier. Uh, and it's available to download now. You can go look this up on the um, Nexus Mod site and download it and play through Fallout Frontier. Very cool. I, I just think it's, it's finally very neat that the, it, one of the like full game-sized expansions is actually releasing. Uh, and it's also, the, the file size for it is larger than the base game. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Which I think is That's hilarious. Insane. Uh so yeah, it is enough mod there, fellas. <laughs> it, it, it's essentially uh how how Enderall happened to Skyrim. Yeah. It's it's just a new game. Same and I believe game. the same thing is happening. Enderall you can download on Steam as its own thing if you own Skyrim. You can. I believe Frontier is going to be added to that at some point once they work out the technical aspects of getting that to work with New Vegas. Uh it will be open to download through Steam as its own like game entry so you can also download like new vegas and still play new vegas without having to have uh, frontier overwrite all your other mods and whatnot yeah that's just a, a fun thing that's finally released all right that means it's now time to put you guys on the spot and ask what things do you want in 2020 2021 2021 2021, we that we moved on. There's a one of these. It's over. Some of us have. <laughs> Maybe we we've, we've like 20% moved on. 21% now. All right. Uh, I am I am all in on uh, Returnal. I'm like 100%. I want to know what this is. I want to play it. Uh, and it comes out near my birthday, which is pretty cool. So that's sometimes a good sign. So yeah. That's one thing that I want. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely super interested in Returnal. Whenever I can manage to secure a PS5, I would love to play it. <laughs> I got two words for you, Ryan. But before those, I would say I would say uh, God of War Ragnarok if I had played God of War yet, which I hopefully will <laughs> in the coming days. Please, let me find the time. Um... Actually, there's a lot more than two words. Never mind. Um, <laughs> death. Uh, the two that I'm most looking forward to are Death Loop and Horizons Forbidden West. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I forget. Do we have did Horizons Forbidden West confirm 2021? Uh, I don't remember it's giving a date. It Please. says 2021 estimated on the, the okay. drafting website. Please don't wet, let it go the way of Hogwarts. I was gonna say you're you are you are 0 for two right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, I mean, Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if it, Alex, hmm. if Horizon Forbidden West doesn't come out 
you can replace that with a different one because you didn't get counterpicked for that. <laughs> yeah, no one counterpicked that one. You're uh, safe. What if all of my games get pushed back? <laughs> I mean, Hitman oh, 3 is coming out in like three days. You're good. Yeah, you're fine. Oh, that's right. That was one of the H's. Uh, one of the four H's. <laughs> everything except for Halo Infinite. Not trusting that. Yeah, that reminds oh. me. We still don't have any, any follow-up information on Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, that could be a sleeper a... release this year. Oh, I would well. It's right. it's Zelda's like what thirty fifth, thirty fifth anniversary. So it, I there's a legitimate possibility. You yeah. gotta. This would be the time, definitely. Although I do think it it would depend on if they release a Zelda collection. Yeah. Because I'm a little iffy on them doing both. I don't. I don't necessarily see them releasing like a Zelda collection on Switch and also releasing Breath of the Wild two at least within what like a few months of each other. What, what would you want more? Breath of the Wild 2, hands down. Uh, <laughs> I, w- I would much rather have the new game. Like, I want win- a Wind Waker port to switch really badly, as well as, like, I, Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword, because I've never been able to play Skyward Sword. Just d- didn't own it at any point in my life, so... I, I, I would to love... Link to the Past and Minish Cap again. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would just love to see all of them on Switch. But if I'm taking, like, my pick of it, I would rather have the new one. Yeah, Please, I, I think... Nintendo. I think Breath of the Wild 2 is just... It, it, Breath of the Wild is like still a game that I occasionally go back and play just because I don't think any other game has necessarily matched the like world design of it in terms of just making everything fun to explore without having like quest markers everywhere. Um, which is just something that, like because they, they put that out to Monolith Soft, who... I, I see no other games match that. The other games that match that were the Xenoblade games, which, of course... They went out to the Xenoblade developers to consult for the world design because of that. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. So yeah, I, I definitely think Breath of the Wild Two is my hope for this year. I hope it comes out. <laughs> I really want to play that. Um, whether or not I believe it will, I don't know. Fifty <laughs> percent, I would say. I'm I, I'm like at the same place as Elden Ring on it. Of like, oh no! I want to see more information, and it could release at any time because we know nothing. I don't think do we ever really get more information about well Zelda games really, but Nintendo games in general before they come out. Um, it Other depends. Than the initial, not recently. This is going to be a thing. Not recently. Aside from Breath Metroid, of the Wild was like was announced before the Switch was even. Breath of the Wild was announced before the Wii U was announced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Just <laughs> think about that for a minute. I know that. Breath of the Wild was like announced a long, long time ago and was in development hell for a while. Because uh, like at one point it included space motorcycles. So It's, it's an example and of a game that had today. development problems and it came out great. You don't, you don't get a whole lot of those. <laughs> yeah, like, it's usually pretty rare for a game with issues like that to come out really good. Another good example um, being Doom was in or Doom 2016 was in the weird development yeah, for yeah. a while. It's interesting because you can go back and look at the the different like prototype builds of Breath of the Wild, and all of them are very different. Like there's a build where it's very close third person and you're like riding a horse cinematically through through like large tall forests. Mm. It, it looks I almost like throwing around Bethesda inspired. With, like, they were throwing around concepts of like aliens and stuff like that. Yeah, and like we mentioned those as legitimate concepts. I think those never really got past the concept. No, art phase. but like I want to see that. I I would I would I would play, play that. that. <laughs> I would totally play that. I don't know if I would think it was good, but I would play. 
Um, my my curiosity would would get the better of me, and I'd be like, I have to see this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hitman Three is the is the closest immediate release. There's another game coming out soon. Uh, it's an indie game called Skull the Hero Slayer. I don't know if anyone else has heard of this game. Ride Four comes no. out on the twenty first. So Skull the Hero Slayer is a indie. Um, I w- I think the closest comparison is probably Dead Cells. It's an in- indie like roguelike thing that's been in early access for around a year, I think, and it's been like overwhelmingly positive the entire time. It's finally coming out, and people are saying it's it's like shaping up to be one of the next great like two D platformer things to happen. Um, so the, the big concept is that the uh, roles of like humans and monsters are flipped. You're a little skeleton that gets powers by like Mega Man style replacing your head with the huh. heads of other creatures. <laughs> Cool. So you That's you get like your classes. Demented. <laughs> it's demented, but it's all very cute. Uh, and the gameplay is like bonkers cool. Uh, a lot of the the cool stuff happening in the the different gameplay elements is really really unique. And I'm very excited for that to come out in a few days. Uh, you can play it in early access now. It's been in early access for a long time. But yeah, that full release is uh, the 21st, I believe. Yeah, that, that's an interesting thing coming out. A cool little game. I always love seeing more indies like that. Uh, hey, Brett. I don't and think you said. Speaking of indies. Speaking please of indies. Don't. I, what? Please don't what? <laughs> please don't interrupt me next time. All right. Jeez. I, uh, have Tess I, my and, mind's in the gutter. You have, you have Tess and Brett on your on your crap list now. What yeah, come do? on. Um, I've, I, I, for literally no reason, uh, I was playing, uh, Hyper Light Drifter again on New Game Plus, uh, uh. very hard because I'm not the best at it, but it's one of my favorite games of all time. And I really like, even if it doesn't come out this year, I just want to see more about Solar Ash because Heart Machine has my heart machine. And I just I I want to see more because I think we have like <laughs> we have like probably forty five seconds a collective of like footage, <laughs> and I just yeah. I, I just want to even see more of it. I don't even it, it'll probably just shape up to be like a three D version of of a hyper light drifter linked to the past kind of that game. That already sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's yeah, I've really I I just kind of I just kind of want it. <laughs> even a release date would be nice. Um, just some more information because Solar Ash has been in development for a while, hasn't it? A while, it? yeah. Uh, Heart Machine hasn't even really done anything else other than it and Hyperlight. I'm pretty sure that's their only two projects ever. Um, hmm. that and also very not very soon, but soon ish. Uh, I'm looking for the oh, uh, yeah, April 23rd. Uh, the new the new old near game comes out. Oh uh, yeah, and I know. It's it's not like super important to like understand uh, Automata, but I would like to play that one first. Just that because... game is is really interesting in its own right. It's yeah, and I I've oh, I've listened to the the soundtrack. So good, bonkers good. Yeah, I I'm excited for the near. I keep forgetting the near remake is happening. Like, yeah, for some reason I I saw the announcement. And was like, oh, that'll be out in like five years, and then it's out this year. So <laughs> it's yeah, <laughs> I wasn't expecting that either. Hello there. I was like, wait, <laughs> this, this is happening this year. I forget who's developing that. Is Platinum involved in that? Um, is that another game that they worked on? Maybe. Because they didn't they help with uh with Automata. 
Uh, developer like is Cavia. Okay, so it's being developed by the original Near developers. Oh, and only them? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's interesting. Good. It's interesting. <laughs> There's a reason that I think the originally the Near series did not go crazy. Oh yeah. Near and Dragon Guard didn't go crazy is because Cavia is a good developer at making these weird games, but not necessarily the best at gameplay. <laughs> like a lot of the time the gameplay is just not great. So I, it looks like from all the trailers they've shown, they took a lot of cues from Automata and they're trying to kind of match the gameplay style to that. Yeah, hopefully it's it's solid. All right, great. Is there anything else to cover about Nier? Uh, no. <laughs> sounded so defeated. I don't have much to say. <laughs> because also, I'm, even, I'm even like I'm looking down like the 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 list of things the the huge list of games like just because the the draft site is a really good like just place to look at all the things resource uh yeah and it's like i don't even i i either have no idea what the hell i'm looking at or like i just don't i just don't care <laughs> i don't know yeah. there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I just like eh. and i i do want to go back to returnal for a brief second because actually we forgot to mention this but we finally got actual confirmation on what Returnal is. Because, oh. like, for a long time, they they kind of alluded to it maybe being a roguelike or having roguelike elements, but it also being, like, a, a weird horror, sci-fi horror thing and also maybe having some not roguelike stuff. Uh, definitively, it is a roguelike. We, we've gotten definitive answers of the gameplay. It is built around a roguelike formula. Of course, it will have its own twists, probably like something similar to Hades from the uh, narrative standpoint. But mm. it is definitely its own thing. Um, and yeah, you, so you get expanded movesets. It, it kind of follows that Metroidvania roguelike pattern that uh, games like Dead Cells follow, where you can get different moveset things, like you can get like a grappling hook that will let you access different areas. So we, we actually have confirmation about what the game is, though. <laughs> I know, I know a lot when we've talked about it in the past. It's kind of in this layer of confusion about what the gameplay yeah. really is. Um, but yeah, they, it, third person shooter. If, have they talked about like if they're going to have a focus on narrative, like like Hades did? Do we, do we know that? They've confirmed that? that they are pushing a narrative, but we don't okay. know what that what the form of that narrative is. Because I hope we, I hope this becomes a, a trend where we're seeing roguelikes with more storytelling elements in it because it works so well with Hades and I want to see yeah. people kind of take that and run with it more because I so think it's they've confirmed the, the structure of the roguelike is it always starts with a your crash landing on the planet um, the next step is always an attack the attack is where things are different and then you die and it repeats so where the like end of that path or if there's variation along the way we don't know yet but we know the starting point of your loops are this crash. So. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, very curious to see what happens. We, we do know from the trailer that um, I believe your character is called Celine has like conversations with an AI about the world. So there are bits of dialogue that happen. Uh, but we don't quite know the exact structure of the narrative yet. So. Definitely looks very interesting. Uh, we'll see. I want to see what the sales numbers are 
especially considering how rare the PS5 is right now, if that's going to like hurt the launch. I don't know, though. Uh, I'm curious to see. All right, great. Uh, Alex, you got any new, any more hopes and dreams for this year? No? That great. hopefully won't be delayed. <laughs> yeah. That hopefully won't be delayed. <laughs> Maybe you just shouldn't say it because then it won't be cursed. It won't be delayed. Look, well, just... We talked about Hitman 3 so much, that game's coming out in 2030 now. Oh god! <laughs> um, wait, wait, Alex. Alex said the name of the game. Yeah, sorry, we're delaying. It's, it's complicated. I'm already blacklisted, and I haven't even been in the industry yet. <laughs> it's just you, you saying the name of the game automatically makes it be delayed. It's not you. Companies Alex, it's companies us. hire me to say the name of the game of their competition. Oh yeah. <laughs> You can make some good money doing that. That's yeah. To put if you uh, have put, that power, put hexes on competitors. <laughs> you made some good money. Uh, <laughs> true, true. Um, or I, I hope Horizons new uh for bit Horizon Zero West Horizon. Zero, <laughs> uh, I hope it comes out. Knock on wood. Horizon Westy um, Zero Forbidden. <laughs> I, I hope people come up with better naming conventions this year. You know what? That's my hopes and dreams. I don't know more. No more. There's a new, new Super Mario, new Super Mario, Forbidden Hidden Horizon West Zero Series <laughs> XS. Just, just, just put a number. When right? did we blacklist numbers? What happened where we blacklisted what numbers? <laughs> what happened to numbers, man? It all started with no. With it all started with no Half Life Three. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. Oh. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah, I think I think definitely for me the uh, the other games coming out soon that are really interesting. Guilty Gear Strive is something we we haven't talked much about fighting games on the podcast in general, but Strive is is shaping up to be a really interesting like return to basics, which is kind of a an odd thing for Guilty Gear is commonly known as like one of the most complicated fighting game franchises out there. It's one that doesn't stray away from all the weird eccentricities of the genre. Uh, and Strive is shaping up to be a little bit of that, but also a little bit of a, a new formula where they're kind of taking a lot of the characters that were super ridiculous in the last game and tuning them down to be a little more <laughs> in line with understandable game mechanics. I'll, I'll take that. Because I'm not... I'm not a big fighting game person at all, um, but I played. Oh God, the, the, oh, speaking of naming conventions, the ones for Guilty Gear, like <laughs> balls to the wall, insane. Uh, I played Guilty Gear XX Accent Core Plus R on Steam, and as someone who does not play a lot of fighting games, that one was like, okay, this is simple enough. So hey, if they make a new one that's more like that, I'll even buy it. Yeah, that's what it's shaping out to be, um, and it, not to mention that the art is beautiful. Like, oh god, I don't. Arc System Works has done some black magic wizardry to get three <laughs> uh, D art to look like the the way they do. It's insane. Yeah, I, I want to see what black magic they're using to get that to work because <laughs> man, it's impressive. Uh, you just walk into their studio and there's this like pentagram on the yeah. <laughs> the floating books. So that's how. Written in blood on the floor. Satan. 
Aww. So so Wyatt, we got another game coming out soon that you were pretty hyped for. Oh yeah? Uh the medium. I was hyped for the medium? I was. You Oh, I thought Wyatt was hyped man. for that. <laughs> I was I was hyped and I, I was I, I thought Wyatt was hyped about of... the main character and I was like, is just Jesse Faden again? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that conversation. <laughs> taking I remember, I remember having a conversation about it looking like Jesse. I don't remember being excited for the character. I, I think you you were excited for the game, and I was like, it looks like Jesse Faden again. <laughs> you were like, but there's two worlds. And I said, it's I, Jesse I, Faden. I will definitely say my my interest is not. Uh, I I I don't know if I'm like super interested at this point. Um, just because it seems like the kind of horror thing that isn't really my thing. Uh, to be honest with you, it's just I, there's so many other games that I'm more interested in that I just haven't been keeping up with it recently. It's mm, totally true. fair. Um, and, and the other part of it too is that like not only do I think there's more interesting stuff coming out I also with horror games like this or games like this I kind of want to know as little as possible going into it Yeah. and so I just haven't wanted to look at a whole lot of stuff and as a result my, my uh, hype for it hasn't really uh, gained any traction at all <laughs> true true is, um, is this coming to Game Pass immediately when it comes out? I believe it is so yeah, then I'll probably definitely play it because yeah, it was I'll... shown during the presentation yeah. where Xbox was like everything shown is going to be in Game Pass. Um, so yeah, that that's probably happening. But for those who don't know, the medium is a horror game where you like control a character that like passes between two different worlds at the same time. It's got some wonky game mechanics in the trailers they showed, so I'm curious to see what it actually looks like. It's made uh, by people called Bloober Team, so... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's really all you need. Go pre-order it right now. If we're talking about... uh, If we are talking about games that I am interested in, uh, we do have uh, It Takes Two coming out, which I'm very, very Mm. excited for. Good old Yosef Ferris. Always makes my day better. Our our boy. (laughs) Our boy. Uh, we also did get news about A Way Out, his other game, uh, sold over 3.5 million copies. All right. Oh. Which is actually kind of incredible for a fairly niche um, prison escape game that requires two players to play. It's a pretty impressive sales number, uh, especially considering that I believe A Way Out had the thing where only one person needs to buy it to be able to play it with the other person. Ooh, that's cool. Um. Yeah, it a really interesting thing. Uh, there's another I, game that did come out this week. A, a game that used to be out and finally has re- reappeared in the digital storefronts everywhere. Uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, Complete Edition. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I completely forgot, but I am excited. <laughs> it's out. You can play it now. Yes, no, it's I'm back. probably... Because I never, I never got to play it because I wasn't... I, I didn't know about Scott Pilgrim when it was available. And then uh, I and then I read the books. I read the comics. I watched the movie. And I was like, wow, this would make a great video game. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Yeah. Well, it's coming. Uh, we have a game that's a little weird. It's something that, that got a lot of people up in a tizzy when we, we first got revealed. It's a Persona 5 Strikers is coming out this year. And it's an interesting game because it's a full sequel to Persona 5, but completely different game type. It's it's now a Dynasty Warriors-like action game 
instead Why? of a turn-based oh. combat game. Um, <laughs> so weird. And it's a canonical sequel to <laughs> the events That's of weird. Persona 5. Which <laughs> is just bonkers to me. Um, yeah, we, time. This game's weird because we, we actually know... We have reviews for this game already because it came out in Japan last year in 2019. Oh. Uh, in, in December, so not particularly long ago, but... Um, we do actually have impressions from this, and general impressions are very positive. That like this is a really good spin on like the Warriors formula, and it actually has like palaces and full all the Persona Five stuff you would expect, including you can pause the game at any time and like cast a bunch of crazy spells. So it's just a super weird thing to me. I'm very excited to play it at some point. That's pretty cool. because uh, it's an interesting take on how to do a sequel to a turn-based game that isn't turn-based and is also on different platforms and on a platform the original never came to on Switch. So <laughs> I wonder if it's going to be the kind of thing we can just play it without having played Persona 5 and it'll make sense. Um, because I've, otherwise a lot of the Switch players are probably going to be very confused. Yeah. So I would assume so, but I don't know yet because I don't read enough Japanese to play a JRPG. <laughs> So, um, yeah, well, other JRPGs we got coming out, Bravely Default 2. I don't know if anyone here is a Bravely Default fan. I want to play it, but I have No. Yet. All right, great. We can move on then. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know very little about Bravely Default as well. This is, so. this is not a, a JRPG, but apparently Dying Light 2 currently has a 2021 release date. I don't know. I don't know how I feel it about it. It used to. Yeah. It has a TBA a release date now. Oh, does it? Okay. It was it. They they announced that they that delayed it, it a while ago when we didn't have an actual release date. <laughs> <laughs> so they announced the delay before they announced the release date, which Good. was very confusing because at that point, why announce the delay? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Um, yeah, there's some weird stuff going on with Dying Light 2. They lost a bunch of people on the team. Uh, Chris Avalon was involved and isn't anymore. So I'm very curious to see if that game is good when it comes out. I think the gameplay is going to be good because Dying Light 1's gameplay was phenomenal. But uh, yeah, the, the narrative they were really pushing for, a lot of the people involved in that have left. And it sounds like a lot of Which the game was maybe... always what you want. <laughs> a lot of the game was maybe a little bit scopey and had to be toned down. So I'm curious to see what happens when that game Does comes out. Does this remind you of anything else you know? Well, game... You know, games with the start of the alphabet in their names, not in a great run right now. First Cyberpunk, and now we got Dying Light 2. We had Anthem first. So... So does that mean that Elden Ring will have a slightly better chance, but still not? A it goes, yeah, chance? it goes up every <laughs> alphabet letter. It's on thin ice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. So we got we got a few other interesting games. We got Destruction All Stars is a game that we haven't really talked about a bunch, and it's also interesting because we don't have a definitive release date for Destruction All Stars yet, do we? I. I had no idea. There was a split second where I thought that was supposed to be a launch game. for. There, yeah, I, when they first showed it off, I thought it was a launch game. It's not. Um, Destruction All-Stars is supposed to release next month, but we don't have a yeah. release date. Huh. And I believe it's also supposed to be a PS Plus game in the uh, the month 
it releases. So it's been announced to be a free PS Plus game in February, but we don't actually know what it really is yet. If you don't so, get it with PS Plus, you have to pay $70 for it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Never mind. As much as I love the concept of Destruction All-Stars, that is not a game I'm willing to pay $70 for. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see how well that game does outside of PS Plus. Uh, but if it's a Fall Guys-like situation where they get a million players because of PS Plus and then can just, like, <laughs> coast off of microtransactions, then hey, uh, devs are probably doing good. So, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we have a weird game that we all kind of scoffed at when it was revealed. Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> Ghost and Goblins is coming back. And we actually learned something interesting about this. This game is not a remake. It is a new Ghost and Goblins game. I, I, wow, I just thought it was a remaster of the... No, it is a new Ghost and Goblins game, not a remake. So... It did a horrible job advertising that. What the hell? <laughs> it's also named Resurrection? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't... Uh, whatever. Naming conventions, come on! This is the year we gotta do better. I mean, speaking of naming conventions, I think resurrection is like one of the most overused. Like, it's uh, resurrection. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can think of of so many. And there's Alien. Wasn't there a wasn't there a Pink Panther movie called The Resurrection? Like that. Direction. Something like. Oh no, 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 I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. One Direction Resurrection. It's like. It's like the reckoning. It's it's like it's like such a okay, yeah whatever. yeah <laughs> revengeance. It's like revengeance. Revengeance. The reckoning is good. It's like Returnal. <laughs> <laughs> and anything is better than three point five over eight or whoever they oh. uh, three fifty eight over do. two days. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh what does it even mean? It well, means it means nothing. that you play 358 days, Where? but divided what by two across mean? two characters. I think maybe I haven't played the game, so is, I don't know. Is that? Oh, I well, tried I to play it, ask. and I was stuck on the plant monster with Roxas, so I have no idea how far. Where that is are you win? No Hearts one game. is as galaxy brain as you are. What does that mean? <laughs> is there like is that the one that like what used to be a game, but then on the the remix compilation they just made it into a movie? That yeah, you because watch? the gameplay was like horrific. <laughs> <laughs> that explains why I didn't like playing Kingdom Hearts games. That was my only experience with it. It's yeah, cuz I've heard the gameplay is like the most understandable and fun part of the other ones. Yeah, from my understanding that that one's just kind of ridiculous and doesn't really work. Um which is why they they just haven't made it replayable anywhere cuz it's not good. Uh and then there was of course Chain of Memories, the one that's a card game. Mhm. <laughs> oh. And now there's one that's a rhythm game. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I love Kingdom what Hearts. What are you doing? And also, the best part is that the rhythm game is canon to the story. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh I, I love... Tetsuya Nomura is a madman. <laughs> there's something <laughs> very wrong with him, and I hope he's okay. Hey, he oh, there's, also, there's also a Kingdom Hearts mobile game. <laughs> yes. Oh, of course. And of course, the mobile game is also very canon and mm -hmm. extremely oh gotcha-heavy. So... <laughs> Is this how people feel? Is this what people feel like when like they've never seen a Marvel movie and they have to watch all this other crap leading up to a certain movie? Yes. Is yes, this how, that is, is this exactly how they the feel? same. <laughs> That's exactly the same. <laughs> oh, Don't get me started. Right. I was starting to feel. I I I clicked on 
oh, what was it? Um, Marvel Legends expecting an, an actual show, but no, it was an extended trailer. Oh. All right. So I think that that's a that's a good amount of talk of new games coming out, which means we oh, can wow. finally. Oh, what was that, Alex? What's your what's your oh wow? Sorry, sorry. The 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 time. Yeah, well, we we've done it. We've hit our, our mark our mark of time of when we can start wrapping up, which means, as always, we have an award to give out on this show. Oh yeah, we always have yeah. an award, and we've been Can talking we about our hopes and dreams. This is a hopes and dreams award. This is the Double M Radio Games Cast Best Star Wars Crossover Idea Award. <laughs> I like this because my Star Wars is, is video games now. We can have video games from everyone. So I want each of you guys to give me a crossover event star wars with another game franchise what would be oh the most crazy the most fun whichever what crossover with star wars do you want to see the most and because all... mine is i want to i want people to be confused what i really want is a star trek bridge crew oh. vr crossover <laughs> yes. with star wars <laughs> the borgs and the sith unite i want people in vr to be playing star wars bridge or star trek bridge crew and just like flying around, and then suddenly a star destroyer comes out, and you're like, "What?" And then you have to like do some weird mission with Luke, or some something <laughs> crazy, something zany. I think that would uh, be very, very fulfilling. <laughs> so, there's already a crossover with Soul Caliber, right? They have Darth Vader in. But I'm talking. Game. I'm not talking a, a a piddly little crossover like a character in a fighting game. No, I'm talking. Like this is game. if you say this, this is Soul Calibur cross Star Wars. This is it's, full yeah. roster of Star Wars characters versus every Soul Calibur character. It's we're going crazy. It's the Marvel versus Capcom. Oh, you know? that'd be pretty sick. All right, who's who's got something ready? What franchise is burning to be melded with Star Wars? I I I I don't want I don't want to be that guy. I'm I'm tied between two. Okay, one Same of them here. is stupid, and the other one is probably like. Well, both of them are actually fun. But I okay. Then say both. Are you reading? Say both. This is, Kingdom this Hearts is... is so stupid that Final <laughs> Fantasy should be in Star Wars, and it would fit fine because they did it in a way that people <laughs> are expecting it already. <laughs> uh, there should at least be a king like like a like a Star Wars world in Kingdom Hearts because it's Disney now. Yeah, they haven't done it. Well, you're gonna have Tron, but you're not gonna have Star Wars. Come on, dude. It's, Pull it's, the it's... trigger. And and the other one uh, is that I've I've after after uh, abhorrently hating uh, Rainbow Six Siege, uh, I've I kind of like thought it would be cool to have like a like a Republic Commando Rainbow Six style Ooh. game where it's like super tactical and you gotta like breach and stuff because we could totally do that now with like. Yeah, that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> Boba Fett Simulator. <laughs> That'd be cool. All right, who else is ready? So there you are. You're playing No Man's Sky. <laughs> flying on your way to a planet. Oh. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a Star Destroyer comes into view. And it stops you in the middle of your hyper of your of your hyperdrive thing, because I guess that's what ships do in that game. And then they scramble the fighters, and you gotta fight a, off a bunch of uh, Tie Fighters. Mm. Bam! <laughs> there. And Yoda is there. I was thinking of that, and also <laughs> uh, throw in Star Wars with Deep Rock Galactic because I think that would be the coolest thing ever. <laughs> that would be wild. 
Dude, I also just want to imagine for a second Borderlands with Star Wars, just the humor that would have to happen. Oh my god. Huh. Huh. That'd be fun. Alex. Although as long as it's humor from Borderlands 2 and not 3. Yeah, yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Alex, what do you got for us? What's your, your dream Star Wars crossover? So, k- kind of like Brett was thinking with the, the one kind of stupid and one serious. Um, I'll, I'll say my, my, my kind of stupid one first is uh, an idle clone manager of something like um <laughs> I, I don't know what's uh oh slime rancher and and the clones that that is hilarious <laughs> that's awesome Grow your own commander cody <laughs> oh my god <laughs> So, that so of fantastic. course, with that, you also have to realize it's a crossover, right? There's got to be some Slime Rancher in there. <laughs> so that means, of course, you got to have, like, Commander Cody have a conversation about raising slimes at some point. Oh, absolutely. They're, they're the base DNA that are needed for the new clones. <laughs> all right, all right. Dog, uh, frog DNA and splicing it to make t- T-Rexes. What's the serious one, you fool? Uh, the, the serious one is... Um, kind of like why it said with No Man's Sky, but um, Elite Dangerous and Star Wars. Mm. Yeah. All right, I got another. I got another kind of serious one. Especially now with its uh, boots on the ground bit. My God. Let's Ooh, let's say you're let's say you're playing a Star Wars game. There's this awesome ground battle going on, and then all of a sudden a Titan falls from the sky, <laughs> and pilots come in out of nowhere. Oh, Titan. My God. oh Titanfall. And then, you've got your, thought... and then you've got your Titanfall crossover baby that i mean that would probably fit together pretty well to be honest yeah yeah at first i thought you were gonna say attack on titan (laughs) i throw them in there too why not screw it (laughs) why not do it it would be a clash of the titans and then we have our star wars clash of clans crossover (laughs) (laughs) i just said crossover crossover hey they're halfway there i'm sure there's a star wars clash of clans clone out there all right that means it's officially time for us to give our shout outs and get out of here because we have things to do, maybe, probably. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to do. eat at some point today, please, Father. Three of the so, four of us have a thing to do. That means. Wow. I'm going to call out Brett first to give his shout out because <gasps> he's above me in the Discord order. So. <laughs> shout out to. Uh... Uh, Breath of Fire 4 it's a very it's a really pretty game and the music's good and it's really easy PS1 nice. play it <laughs> alright I'm gonna give a following your JRPG shoutouts I'm gonna shout out uh, Trials of Mana because there is a 1 out of 6 chance that when you open the menu in Trials of Mana uh, a different char- every character in the main party can say uh, the name of the game Trials of Mana but there's one character who doesn't say ours because she's a little girl and is the most obnoxious character in any video game ever. So there's a one out of six chance every time you open the game that you hear Twiles of Mana. Oh, did you get it? Oh, no. <laughs> it made me want to jump off a cliff immediately. <laughs> <laughs> because you get to pick in that game three characters for your party and you never have to see the other three pretty much. So, of course, I'm, <laughs> I'm never going anywhere near that character. Because she's fully voice acted. She's fully voice acted. And all of it has no R's. So. Wyatt, save us. (laughs) Um, Shout out 
to Assassin's Creed stupid, convoluted, messy, absolutely makes no sense whatsoever plot, uh, modern day plot, and how it's done. <laughs> and I forgot they were still doing that. <laughs> oh my god, no. Because so I finished because I finished Valhalla yesterday, right? And then like no the... No, no, no spoilers, but the Valhalla, the uh, Eivor part of the game ended, and then you have to deal with the modern day stuff. And I seriously oh. had no idea what was going on. I was so confused that I looked up like a 40 minute, like, my name is by style video just to remember <laughs> what the heck has happened in the other games. Hey, hey I Wyatt. Had no idea. Wyatt, you want me to blow your mind? I decided no. to, to go back and, and watch the end of Odyssey to see if it made the stuff at the start of Valhalla make sense. Nope. No, nope. good. They don't. No, nothing. Are, nothing in the Odyssey the explains plots, the start of Valhalla. <laughs> are the modern day plots actually connected to each other? <laughs> yes, because it's trying. the same characters. And <laughs> there's this, uh, there's this quote, there's this line in the start of Valhalla in the first time you're in the modern day bit that like alludes to some crazy stuff happening in presumably Odyssey, which I hadn't finished at that point. So I go back and I watch the cutscenes. None of that happens in Odyssey, so it just happens somewhere in the middle, <sighs> and they're just like the other. The other thing too is that now they're they're referring back to like stuff that happened in like Assassin's Creed Three, like they're going way back now Why? as well. It's, it's so wild. Just make them historical me, RPGs. Who cares? Or just have it be historical with like with like hints of the weird Isu artifact technology stuff, and just have it be hinted at sometimes, and have it be this weird mysterious thing that keeps coming up. You don't There's have to like no need for modern day. Or you so... or you got to go the other direction and go full modern day. Yeah, so yeah, you can't have this those. weird half measure is which important. is why they they need to do what they were going to do originally and just merge Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed universe together because then I would actually care about the modern day stuff. I feel like that could that could be a, a that was their original plan crossover. Really, that that was their oh. original plan, and then huh. they just uh, they didn't because I think Watch Dogs is Watch Dogs. Yeah, so. Watch Dogs <laughs> did well enough. I think it became oh, well. its own thing. But yeah, yes. uh, all right. That means Alex, we need you to save us. Again, from from I this didn't... apocalyptic Isu, whatever is going on, <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> with your you shadow. will have no salvation at my hands. Um, oh, oh dear, where's the box? That doesn't matter. Um, shout out to the gluten free animal crackers that I was having. <laughs> <laughs> the day is saved. <laughs> the day is saved. We're away from Lo video games behold. now. Oh, we can finally hit the button and play the outro, and it's happening now, and we can almost leave. Incredible. As hey, always, fun. podcasts available Tuesday mornings at 7 a.m. Hey, Everywhere. Uh, YouTube, uh, everything else. Wait your turn! I'm so, I'm so sorry. I was going to say real quick how, how fun would it be if you're sitting there and you're playing uh, Jedi 